welcome back to Let's Vibe podcast hosted by Vibe with Aid. In today's episode, I'll be covering my best tips to becoming a content creator in 2020. doing my little vibe tribe it has been quite the week since we last talked (laughs) but it's also been super fun hearing your guys's feedback from the latest episode I hope you guys have been liking them so far today's episode is another highly requested topic I get this question all the time of how do I become a content creator how do I start a YouTube channel how do I start a blog So I thought, what better way to talk about it than on today's podcast? We're talking about how to become a content creator in 2020. If you're new here and this is your first episode of Let's Vibe, hi, hello, I'm Aid. I started my own blog and YouTube channel about going to music festivals about two years ago. So currently I own and manage a website, a YouTube channel, and an Instagram profile that's filled with content about attending music festivals tips, tricks, reviews, fashion, whatever it may be. I've got it. I've done it or I'm doing it. (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about today, my journey and how I got here and hopefully provide some helpful tips if you're looking to become a content creator. I was thinking about branding this just as like a festival content creator, but then I thought about it. If you're interested in fitness, food, music, fashion, whatever it may be, there's so many different spheres in the influencing and content creating world that I wanted it to be able to apply to anyone. And then maybe in a later episode, I could do some specific guidelines for being a festival content creator because we do have a little bit of differentiation between the different spheres. So that may be coming later down the line. Now, some of you may hop off this episode if you don't think it's relevant to you Um, becoming a content creator and influencer, but you know, we all have a personal brand and we all have a purpose and I think everyone's story is worth telling. You might not think your story is worth telling, but I bet you something that you've gone through, someone else is going through. It was kind of crazy when I was going through a breakup and a car accident last month and multiple followers of mine also went through the same and they were really impacted by knowing that they weren't alone. So you never know who you could impact by your story and things like that and the knowledge that you have can definitely impact someone and it definitely could be worth telling. So don't automatically hop off this episode if you don't think it's worth it for you. I think that there may still be some golden nuggets of knowledge that can be helpful for you. And if not, then I hope you share it with a friend who may have an interest in this. As you're listening to today's episode, don't forget to tag me on Instagram where you're listening from at Vibe with Aid. I love seeing your guys' support and I'll definitely reshare anytime you guys do. Right now, we're on Anchor, Spotify, and YouTube, so feel free to share it with a friend that might find this episode helpful. I think I actually got a notification today we're on Breaker and Google Podcasts, which is for Android um, users. I'm just waiting for Apple Podcasts, honestly, to happen. That way you guys can rate and review and everything, so I'll be sure to let you guys know once that is available. You can also send any questions, recommendations, feedback, anything like that, ideas to let's vibe podcast at vibewithaid.com. I'm hoping we'll have some submission type episodes coming up soon where I read off your guys' stuff. Um, That will be coming later on. I just have so many ideas I wanted to get out of the gate. And I also hope to have some guests on here too. So that will be coming later down the line. First off, though, before we get into today's episode, I want to get into this week's vibe check. So if you're new to the podcast, I do what we call a vibe check, where we start the episode, see how we're feeling, I'll catch up with you guys and let you know what's been going on with me. And since this gets posted on Mondays, I want to try and check in with y'all and hopefully set your week on a good foot. So what we'll do is we'll take three deep breaths, And then from there, I'll ask some questions just to kind of guide us and we'll go from there. So how am I feeling today? Do I like this feeling? What could make today better? What could I affirm for myself? What am I grateful for today? Now I'll go ahead and answer and you can think about yours now or as you go throughout your day today. 
So today, 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 you guys, I woke up and I was a sad girl. I've been a sad girl for the past couple of days. Um, I went to therapy today, so that definitely helped. Sitting down and talking and recording the podcast is definitely helping. But man, oh man, have I been feeling it lately. I just, you know, it was Valentine's Day weekend and I had imagined that going a lot differently for me because I was in a relationship three weeks ago and I had pictured Valentine's Day being this awesome weekend and it was still a good weekend. I did see Lane 8 and I got to meet Lane 8, which was absolutely incredible And I got two tattoos. I got a butterfly on my forearm and a phoenix on my upper back. And I can probably talk about another time what those mean to me. But yeah, I am still feeling it, still feeling the breakup. And it's only been three weeks as of yesterday, which is crazy because I feel like it's been so much longer, but it's only been three weeks. And, you know, last week, Ryan and I had some good closure, we had a good talk and everything. And I think I was on an emotional high from that. And then once Valentine's Day hit, kind of reset in like, oh, yeah, I don't have this person in my life right now, which is fine. I'm figuring it out. We're figuring it out. So right now I'm feeling a lot better. I'm just kind of working on me. I'm trying to be present. I'm trying to focus and hone in on what's going on with my body and my mind and everything like that. We're just doing our best out here. (laughs) And I don't think I give myself enough credit. You know, I've still been going to the gym. I've been staying on my diet. I have been putting out so much content on vibewithday.com and my YouTube channel and everything. And I'm really not giving myself enough credit. And I really should because I have been keeping it pretty together. And while I have my moments of weakness where I just am crying and I want to text him and call him or whatever, I keep it cool and I let the tears flow and then I move on. So I have been what I call productive but sad or sad but productive. (laughs) Slap that on a t-shirt. Sad but productive (laughs) is what I've been doing. And I've just been kind of going through the motions, but we're making it through. Um, What could I do to make what I'm feeling better or is there a need to? Honestly, I'm feeling pretty great recording this episode and getting to talk to you guys always just re-pumps me up. So I'm very happy about that. And then shortly after I record this episode, I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriend. So that will definitely help as well, getting to hang out with them. So three things I'm grateful for today. I wrote for the first one, I'm grateful for progress, no matter how big or small. By the way, I journal every morning. And so I write three things I'm grateful for every day in my journal. Um, So the first one was I'm grateful for progress, no matter how big or small. Number two, I'm grateful for close friends reminding me of who I am. So a lot of the close friends that I've been able to get close with and reach out to and talk to and everything through this whole kind of process has been really awesome. Number three, I'm grateful for my dad and what a great role model he is. So For those that don't know, my dad's birthday is today as I'm recording this. So happy birthday, dad. (laughs) I already talked to you today, but you'll listen to this on Monday. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to express some gratitude for how grateful I am for him because he's obviously been a huge part of my life and given me the life that I have now along with my mom. So just grateful for that. All the gratitude going around today. And then my affirmation for today, so this is one that has been coming up frequently, is I am strong. So I've just been writing that one a lot just to remind myself how strong I am and how far I've come and everything like that. So that is it for this week's little vibe check. I hope this was helpful for you guys. It's always good to catch up with y'all what's going on in my life since a lot of you see... Since a lot of what you see on Instagram is highlights or on YouTube, I'm usually talking about a specific topic. You guys don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast, just to give you guys a glimpse in some other parts of my life that I don't post online. And on that note, let's get into today's episode. So what is a content creator? Some of you are thinking or have thought or curious about it. By definition, a content creator produces entertaining or educational material that caters to the interests and challenges of a target audience. 
The content he or she produces can take many forms, including blog posts, videos, ebooks, photos, and infographics. A content creator in the festival space can mean someone who creates and curates content for music festivals. This can mean someone who covers festivals for blogs or website content, photographers that shoot artists and festivals, YouTubers, bloggers, Instagram influencers, and more. Festivals are such a unique space to be a part of because they encompass so much more than just music, from fashion to art to community building and more. I also say the word content creator more so than influencer because I think it defines my value more that I can create engaging content for my audience about music festivals. Sure, me, myself, my brand, and my content can influence you. That would make me an influencer. But for me personally, I've branded myself as a content creator and I will probably continue to do that. Now, I hope this doesn't come out the wrong way, but I'd like to think I was kind of part of the pioneers for content creators in the festival space. I feel like the community of creators has been slow to build compared to other spaces like fitness or lifestyle. Before you kind of had writers for EDM and festival blogs, they were just covering the festival or covering a show or something for these specific big players of EDM and festival blogs. And then you also had photographers that would cover and shoot those festivals or cover for an artist and stuff like that. Then as social media blew up, you started to see these Instagram influencers who showed a new level of content that was, you know, their outfits and their candy and them connecting with people. And that's when it kind of blew up of being able to show music festivals in a different way through kind of a more personal lens. I guess you could say rave and festival content on YouTube was probably few and far. Maybe a popular creator had one or two videos on their channel, but there weren't really dedicated YouTube channels. And now there's a whole community of us that create content for YouTube, personal websites, and social media. For me, I had been in the rave scene since 2015, and in 2017, I went to my first major festivals like Beyond Wonderland, EDC, and Coachella. And after attending those festivals, I really was inspired to share my tips and what I learned from these festivals with others. Surely there are others like me who worry and are anxious about attending major festivals from how to prepare and what to wear. And it wasn't until after I graduated and I moved to Austin that I started to set my ideas in motion to launch a blog to house my tips and ideas. I had some experience with building a Wix site and editing videos from projects in college, And I had no friends in Austin. So when I'd come home from work and on the weekends, I'd work on building out my website and having my first couple initial posts and content calendar created. I really just kind of went for it and learned as I went. I feel like with my network and audience that I had already, I had to teach them what a blogger was and what it meant to have a blog, especially in the festival space. I think it was a slow and gradual build of awareness of this is what I'm doing and this is how it can be helpful for you or for others. As time went on, I found the benefit to having your content in a video format and on YouTube. So I decided January of 2018 to go after YouTube and continue to post to the blog as well. I started posting consistently to YouTube March of 2018. By this time, Emma Capotis and Cotton Candy were already on YouTube which was awesome to see other women doing this as well. And I hope that I'd be able to connect with them eventually. Spoiler alert, we have connected and it's been awesome. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. The first year was pretty stressful managing a blog and a YouTube channel all while trying to build my Instagram following as well as balancing a nine to five. If you guys haven't listened to episode three, I talk about how to balance working a nine to five and going to music festivals full time and add on another layer of content creating to my plate. (laughs) There were definitely times of doubt and questioning everything, times I wanted to give up, but I really stayed true to my why and kept on coming back to that. If one person was impacted by my content, either on the blog, YouTube, or Instagram, then I was satisfied. I definitely have overthought every step of the way, but now I feel like I'm in a good place with my brand and my content that I'm really, really proud about. Now I work on Vibe with Abe when I'm not working my nine to five because I really do take it seriously and I think it has the potential to grow into so much more. 
Right now I'm putting out three to four videos and blog posts a week and posting almost every day on Instagram. It sounds like a lot, but it's taken a lot to build up to this. I've grown my YouTube channel to now 5,700 subscribers in about a year since I decided to start posting consistently. And I get about 4,000 unique visitors a month to my website. And I went from 2,900 followers on Instagram to now 10.6K in two years. It's been so surreal to have this board that I have, hearing that people are genuinely excited for my content and that it's helped them has been an honor, truly. I also feel blessed because most content creators don't get to meet the people they've impacted, and I do when I go from festival to festival. It's awesome. I get to connect with y'all online, but also in person, and you guys are always so sweet and have the kindest things to say that really remind me of why I do what I do. It's crazy that you guys take the time out of your festival to meet me and that still blows my mind that you guys would do that. So with that, I just wanted to share a little bit more about my background and how we got here in case you're newer to Vibe With Aid, I think shows my credibility as a creator in this space. I may not have a million subscribers or followers, but I do have a highly engaged niche audience that I'm really proud about. I'd rather have my small community of Vibe Tribe members that truly care for me and my message than a bunch of followers that aren't engaged at all just for the sake of a number. So next, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll share my seven steps to becoming a content creator in 2020. I'll also share what I think has made me successful and some general tips to get started. I really want to cover mistakes I've made or lessons I wish I knew when starting, but I think that could be its own episode on its own. So let me know if that's something you guys would like to see. While we are taking a quick break, I just wanted to mention some of the festivals that I am currently promoting for. So if you are going to Abu Dhabi in April in Dallas, you can use a Vibe with Aid to get a little bit off of your tickets as well as for Seismic Dance Event, which is Memorial Day weekend in Austin, Texas. It's a house and techno festival. You can also use Vibe with Aid to get some money off of your tickets. I am also selling tickets through Pollen. So if you are going to Lightning in a Bottle, Electric Zoo, I do have discounted tickets that you guys can reach out to me about. And then I'm also selling for some other festivals. So if you're interested, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Vibe with Aid, or you can shoot me an email at Let's Vibe Podcast at VibeWithAid.com. <music> So how to become a content creator in 2020? Are you ready to learn what I found most helpful in building Vibe with Aid? Let's do it. So number one, figure out your why. Finding your why is one of the biggest things in general. It's figuring out what's going to motivate you, what's going to keep you going. And sometimes you'll find some people looking to become a content creator or, or an influencer they're motivated by free stuff. They want to get free tickets. They want to get free clothes. They want to get free whatever it may be. And that's awesome if it's if it's your why and you're dedicated to that. However, <laughs> it is a lot of work just to get some free stuff, I will say. I went into this not really wanting the free stuff. I just wanted to share my expertise and everything. And the free stuff has kind of come as a afterward thought. Even for the free festival tickets, the free clothes, I am still busting my butt because a lot of the times those things don't come for free. They come with some posting requirements, things like that. They come with as much work as you want to put in. I will talk about this in a future episode, but some of the free festival tickets I get, I am posting all the time about those tickets um, selling tickets, promoting tickets, whatever it may be, promoting that festival just so I could get a free ticket. And with a lot of the clothes I get sent, I have to do a photo shoot or something with those outfits or take time out of my festival to make sure I get good photos for that brand. So I just want to make it very clear that if you are in it for the free stuff, it is a lot of work for the free stuff. And it may be different for other people. But just from my experience and some of the other creators that I talk with, it is a lot of work still behind the scenes for just some free stuff. You kind of have to figure out what else is motivating you and inspiring you and what else can be your why. So how do you go about finding out your why? I found mine when I was contemplating moving to Austin and I got, just got accepted to a Digital Creative Institute program. And when I was interviewing for that program, Victor, 
who is, who was my program manager, he was my recruiter, he was telling me, he was asking me, he's like, what's your why? And he just kept on drilling it into me. I was like, I don't really know. Like, I just graduated from college. Like, I love music. I've always wanted to find a way to do something with music, but I've really gotten off of that path because I went to college and I didn't study anything with music and yada, yada, yada. We get to talking. He just keeps on drilling the why, the why, the why. Something in me just said, I really want to do something with music because I love music and I don't know. I think my value just lies there. And then I think it really got down to, I just am also just someone that wants to help people. And I think later down the road, I want to just be able to consult people, help people, whatever it may be. And so as I was thinking about this more and more and more, I was like, what is my why? What do I really want to do? And of course, like I'm going to have my job, my career, but what else can I be doing? Because I can't just do my job. Because I was very involved in college and high school and everything where I was just doing a bunch of different things that just focusing on my career, I think I would go insane. (laughs) I need to have some other hobby, some other type of thing going on. I had the idea of Vibe with Aid, but it wasn't until I got to my why that it really came out and really came to fruition of, I really want to help people prepare for music festivals. I love going to music festivals. How can I help other people love music festivals? How can I make them feel confident, comfortable, prepared to go to whatever music festivals that they want to? And so that was really what became my why is that I just love helping people and I really want people to love the space that I love and that's given me so much and really help them in a way. So that was kind of how I got to my why. But if you are figuring out your why and you don't have someone named Victor to yell at you, what's your why? You know, you kind of have to work through that yourself. And so some questions that you could ask yourself maybe journal it out, meditate on it, whatever it may be, you can do the following questions and think about it. So the first question is, what makes you come alive? What gets you excited? What really just gets the blood flowing? (laughs) What makes you want to get out of bed every day? You know, what makes you come alive? For me, it's music festivals. I feel the most alive and most present at music festivals and meeting people and seeing my favorite artists live, that all just really gets me excited. (laughs) And even when I'm not at a festival, I'm thinking about my upcoming festival or I'm looking back at the festival vlogs, you know? I'm looking back at all my festival memories or we're reminiscing with my friends. The next question is, what are your innate strengths? What are you good at? What would someone recommend that you're really good at? For me, I think a lot of my friends just say I'm very helpful in general. I was the rave mom in my group. I feel like a lot of the content creators in the festival space are also the rave moms and dads of the worlds, honestly, from you could just tell by our content, like we just have our shit together. We just like to navigate everything. But I think some of my strengths is that I'm very caring. I'm creative. I am dependable. I'm blanking on anything else I'm really good at, (laughs) but I've always been a numbers person. I've never really been good at writing, but I've gotten a lot better at writing. Somehow I now have a blog, which is crazy. English was like my worst subject in school. So it's really funny how that turned out. The next question is, where do you add the greatest value? Where do you add the greatest value? For me, I think I add the greatest value you know, like I said, I help people. I'm willing to cooperate. I'm a team player. I am a fast learner too. And also very street smart too. So like when it comes to going to festivals I've never been to, I kind of can figure out my way and kind of figure out the planning and everything, I think is where I add the greatest value. How will you measure your life? So this kind of also comes to how will you measure, you know, your success? How will you measure when you've made it or something along those lines? Don't really try and put it like, oh, when I get 10k followers or when I get X amount of free festival tickets, like how will you measure it? Will, will you, you measure it by, you know, how much of an impact you've been able to make or measuring it by measuring it by how you feel as a person, you know? Uh, my self-confidence has grown so much since Vibe with Aid. It's actually insane. I still have a lot of work to do, but I would measure that, honestly. So when figuring out your why, just kind of get down to the core root of it all. What really makes you happy? What could you see 
being impactful for others and kind of let that guide you. Journal it, meditate on it, like I said, and see what you come up with. Once you figure out your why, then you kind of get into brand development, what I'd like to call. Um, That was kind of my next step. Like, okay, I have this idea. I have my why figured out. Now let's see if we can create a brand behind it because that's just who I am as a marketer and that's what was kind of guiding me. So some components to building a brand include, you know, you have your name, your logo, your mission statement, stuff like that. You can do a lot of research on how to build a brand, but for me, I felt like the the best place to start was a name for the brand. I was going back and forth on names, then came to Vibe with Aid, and it's actually really funny because that was the affiliate code I had set myself up with for Vibration. So the idea of Vibe with Aid wasn't even a thing when I signed up for that code. I just thought it would be a cool code to have as an ambassador for Vibration, and I realized when that was my code, it just felt right. Something about it just felt right, and it felt like I could consistently use that across the board for other codes and stuff like that. My close friends call me Aid. And so I felt like that worked instead of having Adriana because Adriana is such a long name, I guess, whatever. And I'd want y'all to feel comfortable calling me that and going from festival to festival. I'd love for you to vibe with me at a set or chilling at a festival, whatever it may be. So I changed the blog to be called that. And I created a logo on Canva, which is kind of like a Photoshop for dummies kind of platform, but it can really do a lot. It wasn't until recently I invested into a new logo after two years. So that logo did last me for a while and I spent maybe 30 minutes on it. And then this year, I wanted something a little cleaner and fun going into the new decade. When I launched the blog, I did change my Twitter and Instagram handles to Vibe with Aid just so I had consistent branding across the board. Honestly, thank God that those usernames were not taken or else who knows what we would be called right now. (laughs) So some things you can think about is do you want to go by a certain name or your actual name? For example, Emma Capotis and Ashley Gauthier are creators in this space that go by their actual name. But then you have myself, Festival Finesser, Rave Hackers, Cotton Candy, Where's Amanda, that go by a pseudo name. I don't think there are really any pros or cons to this other than the longevity of it. But even if you decide to rebrand later down the road, you totally could. I know this one YouTuber who went by Supreme Bananas. She's really awesome vegan YouTuber who's now becoming an artist and stuff. And so as she was transitioning to become an artist and releasing her first single and music video and stuff, she changed her name to be Cammie Pettin on YouTube and Instagram, which is her actual name. But she had been on YouTube for a while as Supreme Bananas, but then as she's transitioning into this, she was able to make a brand change basically so it reflects her personal brand. It's totally up to you and it doesn't have to be set in stone. I think I'll have Vibe with Aid forever, honestly, but you know, that could change. I think Vibe with Aid works for now and I really love it and I've grown attached to it. So she's staying. (laughs) And then if you want to create a logo, I highly recommend Canva. If you don't have any Adobe experience, I think it's really great and very user friendly. You really can do a lot with it. And like I said, I made my logo in less than 30 minutes. I pay for Canva, but the free version does allow you to do a lot. I just found the benefit in paying for it and having more access to fonts and features because I also use it for my YouTube cover photos and my blog cover photos as well. So yeah, now that you've got your why figured out, you are figuring out the brand or you figured out the brand and what you want to go by, any type of other branding and everything like that. The next step is choosing a medium. So you might have already had this figured out, you know, for those people that are DMing me asking, how do I start a YouTube channel or how do I start start a blog, whatever it may be. In this step, you'll figure out, do you want to do a YouTube channel, a podcast, or have a blog? And then from there, figure out where you want to create your content on. So really think about it. Do you think that you'll like editing videos or do you, are you more of a writer? Do you just want to talk and have a podcast? You know, figure out what you think you'll like and don't be afraid to test out different things. You might want a YouTube channel and then you realize, I don't like how I talk on camera. (laughs) And you might just want to do a blog or, you know, think about what you're going to be able to manage. When I started, I had my blog that I promoted on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
Then I add it on YouTube and then I add it on a podcast. So get a feel for what you'll like, whether it's writing or filming and editing. You don't have to start out right out of the gate with every platform possible, but if you want to, by all means, but don't feel the pressure to because you're gonna that's a lot to manage and you wanna make sure that you kind of do everything um, well, you know? And so spend some time researching and get a feel for how you like it process-wise. I think starting out with one and feeling like you get a hang of it is a good first step than adding on other mediums later on. Right now, while I love recording the podcast, I haven't loved editing it. So I'm figuring out and trying out different things so that I can enjoy editing it. I edit in GarageBand, but I'm looking into other options. So that's just stuff that you kind of figure out as you go. So don't be afraid to play around with it and test out different things and just get a feel for it. Practice whatnot. Number four. I put this as build and plan. So this kind of area is where you'll build out your medium or you'll create a plan for it. So whether you're going to build out your blog website, test it out, have your friends try it out, make sure it's easy to navigate, or you're going to set up your YouTube channel, start filming and editing just to get a hang of it. Um, When I started my blog, like I said, I started on Wix and then probably about six or seven months after I switched to WordPress, which was hard to do. I had about 50 blog posts I had to migrate. So that was really fun. But I built my own WordPress site with a theme. And then with my YouTube channel, I had had a GoPro before. So I like So I practiced filming on the GoPro and editing an iMovie. And then I invested in a camera later on and I still edit an iMovie because I'm pumping out so much content and I've gotten it pretty down to a science editing my content in iMovie. So I'm sticking with that so far. But I really like, I've found what works best for me, you know? And you'll figure that out as you go. And then another thing that you can plan is just create a planning document or a notebook or something just to start planning out your content you want to execute in the first couple of weeks. One of the tips I will say later on is consistency and being consistent, what that means and what that looks like. So having some type of process in place for yourself to keep yourself accountable and whatnot will allow you to consistently post content and so that you're consistently learning, challenging yourself so that you don't let the momentum go to waste because in number five, you're going to be starting and launching whatever you're doing. And I'm just going to tell you, just do it. Press the publish button, press the post button, whatever it is, just do it. Make the announcement, sound the alarms, whatever it is, don't hesitate and just do it. So many people have either started or thought about starting, barely started, whatever it may be, because there is a little voice in the back of their head telling them, no one's going to care, your friends aren't going to care. Whatever it may, whatever those fears or doubts are, you need to just tell them bye-bye because this is something that's going to be exciting for you and it's going to be challenging for you. But if you genuinely think that it's going to make you happy, then you tell that little voice to go fuck off. <laughs> I know it can be so terrifying, but it's also really exhilarating at the same time to just kind of step into your own power and just say, this is what I'm doing. I hope you guys are interested. And this is what I'll be doing. This is a little project. If you want to support me, great. If not, that's also great. That's the risk I took when I converted my Instagram, my personal Instagram to a Vibe with Ada Instagram. And some people didn't really get it. And some people did. And the real ones, they're still with me today. They're the OG squad. And then as I've grown this brand, it's just gotten more and more recognition. And if I'm thinking back and I hadn't done this, I wouldn't be sitting here talking with you guys. I wouldn't have had so many awesome memories or so many things going on because I would still be contemplating doing this still. So what I tell people is you'll never know if you don't start. You don't know what the other side of that door is going to look like if you don't open it and walk through it. So remove this notion that it has to be perfect, that your first video, your first podcast, your first blog post, it has to be perfect because it's not gonna be perfect. If I look back at my first video, I'm definitely gonna do a YouTube video on this, but if I go back and look at all that stuff, oh my God, I could probably name a bunch of things that were wrong with it now. But it didn't have to be perfect. It just I just needed to take that step. And now looking at my videos now, and if I were to put two and two together, it's an entirely different thing. And I've gotten so much more comfortable in front of the camera. 
even recording these podcasts, I'm getting more comfortable talking for a longer period of time with you guys. So you really just have to go for it and see where it takes you. If you think this is something that's going to positively impact your life, then go for it. I just went for it and I hope for the best. And while I don't think I truly made it, I've still had some success with launching Vibe With Aid that I'm so, so grateful for. Um, Vibe With Aid has given me so much purpose. It's brought me so much happiness, positivity, connections, and more. And I know it's gonna keep on bringing that to me and I'm attracting that to myself. So this is your time to just unapologetically go for it. And voila, that's it. That's it. You went for it. You are now a content creator. (laughs) We still got two more steps. So number six, figure out process as you go and test out different things. So what I mean by this is you're not going to have the most perfect process figured out right away. It's all going to come with time. Figure out what days work best for you to create, edit, post, etc. So I've tested out different posting days and right now Monday, Wednesday, Friday work well for me and maybe some bonus content on Sunday. What I do is I batch film as much as possible on the weekends and then I edit during the week and I'll start scripting. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I usually edit whatever the next video is. And then Tuesday and Thursday, I will save that time for scripting, blog posts, whatever that may be. That is what I found works for me. And I just did not come to that conclusion until this year, honestly. (laughs) So figuring it out is going to take some time. It took me two years to find that perfect process. And since I've been able to add in more content, um, it's definitely challenging, but it's definitely been working well. So I'm happy about that. I've been able to figure out how long it takes me to create certain things. So I'm able to understand just how much I can manage. This is definitely true for some of the videos that I've created. If I upload the footage and it's looking like a 30 minute video, I know that's probably gonna take me about two hours, but if it's a nice, short and sweet 10 minute video or less, that'll take me an hour, maybe less. So it really just depends. And then like podcast episodes, I'm sitting down for almost an hour recording. So I'm trying to figure out that process and then editing the podcast also takes some time. So that's something I'm still working out. And then a blog post, depending on how long it is, it usually takes me an hour, maybe less, depending on the topic. So don't be afraid to try out different things and make sure you cut yourself some slack when things don't go as planned. You're the only person keeping yourself accountable, but make sure you're being positive reinforcement as opposed to you suck, why aren't you doing this right? Or we're not gonna get this video up in time. This is awful, blah, 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 blah. So make sure you're giving yourself grace when needed. It's great to keep yourself accountable. Just make sure it's in a healthy and positive way, not in a negative nagging way because that's not fun. (laughs) And then number seven is going to be managing your medium. So now that you've launched everything and you're figuring out your process, now it's all about managing it and making sure that you can keep up with it and you can watch it grow and you can be sitting and you can be sitting in your own chair two years later recording a podcast. You know what I mean? What I do is that I establish monthly check-ins where I take a look at my Google Analytics for my website traffic and then I look at all my follower accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, or YouTube. And I'll take note of what blog posts did well, what Instagram posts did well, what YouTube videos do well, because as you're looking at that stuff, you can see kind of a correlation between what's working well and what's not working well. And then you can replicate that for the following months or weeks or whatever it may be. So I check in monthly on that. You could also check in weekly to start just to kind of get an idea of what people are resonating with. I think I did that when I first started, but it's hard to manage on a weekly basis. I just kind of check in a little bit, but I don't record anything. Whereas my monthly check-ins, I have a spreadsheet with that I keep track of everything. Something that you'll figure out process-wise is how to manage a content calendar and where to keep a content calendar and your to-dos and everything. I have a Trello board. I use Trello for my personal life, for Vibe with Aid, for work. I love Trello. It's a really great productivity organizer, I guess you could say. But I use that for my content calendar as well as any to-dos I have to do, brand collaboration, stuff like that. I house it all on Trello. I could probably do a video walking you through all of it, but it's a lot. (laughs) It is so overwhelming, but it's my system and it works well for me and you can add due dates and stuff like that. So that's what really helps keep me accountable. And then the last part of this is promotional tactics. So how are you promoting your medium? Are you doing it on social media? Are you doing it in Facebook groups, Reddit, whatever it may be? You'll figure out kind of those best practices for yourself on what your 
on what your audience resonates with. I know for me, my main audience driver is Instagram, not so much Facebook, but I'm still posting there. And then I'll sometimes post to Facebook groups. And then another tactic is Twitter. Twitter was really slow to start for me in terms of people promoting my content through Twitter, like retweeting it and stuff. But now like people are really engaging with my content and it's been really awesome to see people retweeting it and supporting it. So that's made me really happy. So yeah, that is the seven steps to becoming a content creator in 2020. How are we feeling? Probably overwhelmed. I'm so sorry, but it will be so, so worth it. So just to recap, you'll want to, number one, figure out your why, two, develop a brand, three, choose a medium, four, build and plan, five, start slash launch, six, figure out process as you go, don't be afraid to test out different things, and number seven, manage your medium. From there, I think later discussions on this could be specific tips for YouTube, blogging, Instagram, also working with brands and whatnot could be another topic for discussion. I hope my seven step process made sense. This wasn't something I ripped off from somewhere. I literally just created this on my own. So please let me know if you have any questions. You can either email me at let's buy podcast at vibe with aid dot com or dm me on instagram at vibe with aid this episode is already so long oh my goodness <laughs> so next i wanted to talk about where i think vibe with aid has been successful just to talk about what i found has helped me the most so just to start i think branding in general is where i think vibe with aid has really thrived having the vibe tribe let's vibe and i've really tried to position myself as the go-to festival helper the go-to festival preparer stuff like that I feel like a lot of people tag me in certain tweets or posts or things like that when people have questions about EDC or Electric Forest. So I really do pride myself in the brand that I've been able to create. The next thing is audience engagement. So you guys, my vibe tribe, y'all are my ride or dies. Like the amount of support I get, the amount of little gifts with my logos and stuff and you taking time out of your festival to say hi, sending mail to my PO box, whatever it may be, you guys are fucking awesome. That also just stems from I respond to every email, every comment, DM, whatever it may be. If you guys are taking the time to connect with me, I try and take my time to connect with you guys. And I think that's why I'm okay with the following I do have because it's manageable for me to connect with my audience and be able to talk to you guys. I really don't let my DMs get out of control because I want to make sure that I'm talking to you guys and getting back to you on some questions that you have. And then another part of that is having meetups. So I do try and have meetups at every festival when it makes sense to. It's really hard for festivals like Coachella, Cross, Lightning in a Bottle. So I really won't be doing meetups for those ones. But for Electric Forest, hell yeah, we are having meetups on meetups there. So it really just depends. And then consistency. So I've stayed consistent. Um, and I think that's been really huge, not just in terms of showing up for my audience, but also on the back end for algorithms like Instagram and YouTube, they're more likely to recommend and push out my content if I'm consistently creating and posting content to the platform. And being consistent also allows me to judge when it's time to challenge myself or try to bring new ideas to the table. As I'm constantly putting out content, I'm thinking of new ways to reinvent the wheel on topics or content in general. And just showing up, you know, and even when I'm not feeling the best, staying consistent just kind of helps keep me in a good headspace. Like during the breakup, I've been posting four videos a week and it's been really great. <laughs> and staying consistent with that has been a really awesome thing for me. Um, the next thing is trying out different forms of content. So I've tried out IGTV, I'm doing this podcast, doing YouTube live, IG live, stuff like that, different types of videos. I feel like it's also been really helpful just to show you guys different variety of content and show up for my audience in different ways because there might be people who don't watch YouTube but they'd watch in IGTV. So it really just depends and try, trying out those different things is always fun. The next thing is collaboration. So with brands and with other content creators, I think is another thing. I think if you were to ask the brands that I worked with, they would say nothing but positive things that I always deliver. I'm always on time. I kind of go the extra mile and make sure that I'm delivering what I need to for that brand. 
And then I just really try and connect with other content creators and collaborate with them. Getting to work with Emma a lot on stuff and having her friendship has really been awesome. Emma Capotis, for those that don't know, she's another awesome festival content creator. But having her support and whatnot has been so awesome and getting to work with her on some stuff. And we really do understand each other. We have like this weird telepathic connection. I swear to God, it's so funny. But getting to meet her and collaborate with her and some other content creators in the space is really awesome. And then the last thing that I will say is being authentic and transparent, I think has been really huge for me. I think if, if you take away the tips and how to prepare and stuff, what I commonly hear a lot from my audience is how authentic, transparent, and vulnerable I am with y'all. I keep it real as fuck because I don't want my life to come up, come off as this easy walk in the park. Behind the scenes, I'm dealing with stuff too, from mental health, having Bell's palsy when I was in high school, my issues with self-love and confidence and worth, social media being exhausting for me from time to time, my breakup, my car accident. I really let you guys into my life with the hopes that it'll help someone out there. Like I said earlier in the episode, it was crazy hearing so many others got into a car accident and a breakup last month. That just like blew my mind alone. And it made me feel less alone too. I do try to keep some stuff private, but for the most part, I'm an open book. And I think that's helped me feel more relatable to my audience and that they can connect with me on a wide variety of things. So that is what I've found to be successful for Vibe with Aid. And I think it's going to just continue to go up from here but I hope it helps when thinking about your journey and the successes you might have. Last thing we're going to get into are my final tips if you're wanting to become a content creator in 2020. So overall, get a feel for it. If you like it, then start investing more. So what I mean by this is when I first started, I talked about how I had a GoPro and I had the free Wix site. So I really wanted to make sure that I liked blogging and that I liked doing YouTube before investing more into it and that I liked editing videos and whatnot. So it took me about six or seven months to create a new website and probably about nine months to get a new, to invest in a really nice camera. And I've been going back and forth between even getting Final Cut Pro, which is the next editing software above iMovie. It's just the premium version, I guess, of iMovie. And I've been thinking about that for two years, maybe, <laughs> maybe less. And so what I will tell you guys is that you don't have to have a super nice camera. You don't have to have all the bells and whistles right away. Get a feel for it before you invest more time and money into it. Make sure that you like it and that you want to keep doing it before you waste any of your time or money on this. And the common theme I've been saying is consistency, consistency, consistency is key be consistent show up for yourself show up for your audience and it will just be great for you and then the next one is to engage with your audience so you don't have to be like me and answer every single dm or every comment however engage with your audience if they are taking the time to comment on a photo to hype you up in your instagram story to say hello at a festival, give them the time back that they give to you. Give them that same amount of energy. I know it can be hard, especially at festivals. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I need to go to the bathroom, whatever it may be. But I always try to give my all to that person that is taking the time to say hi to me at a festival. It just blows my mind and it makes me so sad when I see tweets of people talking about how they met this influencer that they followed for a while and that person just totally like blew them off. And it just breaks my heart because it's so sad. And I just want to let you guys know that what you see on social media and YouTube is what you get. If you think I'm like a friend to you, I'm your friend. We are friends. We are all family here. My vibe tribe, we are all best friends. I, You guys know everything about me. So we are friends. So if you are going to become a content creator, make sure that you are giving back to the audience that is giving their energy and their time and attention to you. That's it, plain and simple. <laughs> and then the last final tip that I will leave with you guys is stop the game of comparison. This is something I really, really tried my hardest to reframe last year and I'm so grateful I did because I was driving myself nuts. What I mean by the game of comparison, and we do this every day, honestly, we do this by looking on Instagram and seeing 
this girl has a really cute outfit. Oh, I wish I looked like her. Or I wish I had that cute outfit. We always are comparing ourselves to others and comparing our journeys to other people's journeys. And that's just not realistic. And it's not healthy to do that. You really need to be confident and comfortable with your own journey and be proud of your own journey and excited about your own journey and don't really worry about other people. When I first started, I would always have this wave of just guilt or like hate for myself in a way whenever another content creator posted a piece of content or they posted an Instagram or a YouTube I would just get this wave of like feeling that I'm not doing enough or that I'm not enough and I had to cut that shit so fast because it was getting so draining and I was stressing myself out more When someone would post something and I was like, oh, I was thinking of posting that idea. I was like, well, I guess I can't post it now. But, you know, talking with some of my fellow festival content creators, like Emma and I have had so many talks about this. And she was like, no, like people care about what you have to say. Like, even if I did that video, like you should do it because I know other people are going to care about what you have to say. And so talking with her has always really helped me get kind of snap out of that. But this year... We're all about collaboration. We're all about hyping each other up and whatnot. So when you're coming into this space, don't feel like, oh, Emma and Aid already did this or they've posted this or whatever it may be or whatever content creator you're looking up to. Don't feel like you can't do something because of us. We are here to help each other up and to build up this community and whatnot. But there's also a line too of like doing the exact same things as us as or using it as inspiration. So I did want to make that pretty clear. But don't let what we do impact your story and your journey. Because like I said, your story is important and your story is worth sharing. So don't let the game of comparison stop you from creating the content that you want to create. Hey you guys, it's Aid editing the podcast right now. I know I just said that that was going to be the last tip. But I did think of one more tip for you guys, and it is setting boundaries for yourself. So as I've talked about how productive I am, how busy I can get, and all this stuff, another thing I've really found that I need to be doing is setting boundaries for myself, whether it's taking a break from social media, taking a break from posting content, whatever it may be. There were a couple of times last year where I was really honest with you guys that I was feeling burnt out, I was feeling uninspired, I was feeling so drained. And so I really needed to take some breaks for myself and not work on content or not post to social media. And I think that's so, so important. So make sure that you are taking the breaks that you need to do when you are feeling burnt out or whatever it may be. Don't feel like you constantly have to be posting all the time. It is okay to take a break and I wanna make sure that you know that. So yeah, that's my final tip. What a lengthy episode, you guys. I think this is the longest one to date so far. But I hope this was helpful. This was really fun for me to put together and kind of talk about some of the things that I've learned and kind of see my journey of how we got here. Um, In summary, we covered a process to launch being a content creator, then what I found works best for me, and overall some tips I've learned. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it just like I did. Like I said, I can go into a bunch of other topics around just this topic, and I feel like I could talk for days, so let me know what you'd like to see next. Let me know if you have any questions and what you thought of the episode. I'm always open to constructive feedback, so I appreciate it a ton. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you next week. Stay vibey, Vibe Tribe. Bye.